What's up guys, it's Scarlett. I'm gonna dabble into some depression today. Some talking about running away and how not to pick up a drink. Um, I guess we could start with running away because that's what I felt like doing today. It really was because I got very angry. Um, I just feel like ever since I got sober, I've been trying my hardest to do everything right, whatever the fuck that means. Um, I've just been trying my best to avoid triggers and to not do anything risky, avoid risky behavior. Um, And I just feel like Sometimes, no matter how hard I try, it feels like everything I do is wrong. I'm on day 93 today, and I can't say I want a drink, but I definitely want something. I just feel like S-H-I-T. I feel like... What the fuck is the point of being sober? when you feel like you're alone? I mean, I can answer those questions. I can answer them off the bat. Point is to love yourself and not to let yourself give up in times of stress, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it it really is important to stay strong. I am gonna stay strong, I just, get really, really angry. I'm not used to feeling my emotions so fully. I've been blocking them for over a decade. So obviously they come on. And when they come, they come strong. I feel like it's like a typhoon or something. It's like overwhelming, taking over my body. And I get numb sometimes. I feel like I'm leaving my body. I can't say that I was dissociating today. Not that I'm ever really aware when I do. I don't have associative identity disorder. I mean, at least I haven't been diagnosed with DID, but I have had dissociative episodes, which is when you feel like you're having an out-of-body experience. Have you ever just felt so angry that you just want to smash things and you just start picturing things break or fall or crack? And it gives you a little bit of relief. And you just feel like you're literally going to explode. I felt like I was going to explode today. Um, I don't really feel like that anymore. I'm not at my peak of anger, but still not back to my baseline either. I was having a rough day, thinking about how I lost all my friends and how I never actually really had any friends. I just had people that I got messed up with in a park that 
were all lost, and ironically lost was in the name of a park that we would all hang out in and get high. I wasn't just an alcoholic, I was a drug addict. I did almost every drug in the book, except for crack and heroin, I never did that. But I would just go to this park when I felt like this, when I felt like this when I was 17 or 14, I guess, is when I first started. But that was just when I smoked weed. I would leave, I would feel like I need to get away from my dad. He was verbally abusive, he would call me a bunch of names. He would curse out my mom. And that's besides the childhood trauma of him making her cry all the time, which I not so successfully blocked out. So I'd go to this park or other parks and I would smoke until I couldn't anymore, until I lost my mind. And I don't miss losing my mind. I just really don't want to feel sometimes. And I miss having the option to not feel. But I guess my body does it by itself now because it's wanting to protect me. I went to the gym when I got really angry and I just felt like I was staring blankly into things like my eyes were piercing in past people. Like I had laser beams coming out of them. Like if somebody rubbed me the wrong way, I was gonna snap, but I held it together. And I, I have more self-control than I give myself credit for. Um, self-control is important. It's weird because a lot of addicts have self-control. They control their drug use. They count the number of days they drink to let themselves drink other days or do drugs to rationalize. Um, often drug addicts are perfectionists. I'm one of them. They push themselves really, really, really hard and then eventually they snap because they realize perfection is impossible. But I am getting off the topic. Um, so when I would get very, very, very angry, normally I would just go. My favorite was going to the park when I was 17, buying some Xanax. I would get like four milligrams. And as soon as I got it, I would already feel better. I would practically feel high just from having the pills in my hand because I knew how I was gonna feel once I swallowed them. Well, like 15 minutes after I swallowed them. And that would be unstoppable. Like everything was okay. Like I wasn't hurt and all the emotions that I didn't want to feel, I could not feel and I could feel. And if I did feel them, I could handle them. Which obviously I couldn't when I was sober. And 
now when I'm sober, sometimes I just want to run away. I don't want to be here. I feel like I don't really have anybody that would miss me except for two people. But I just think about like as a comforting thought, not as a real serious one, just going to a different country and changing my name, which is actually a type of disorder or a psych major, and I really should remember what the disorder is, but I don't. But basically you go and you change your name and you just live a new life, like you never had your old name. It's kind of fascinating. Um, and yeah, I just really want to like go to a bookstore sometimes and just sit there and turn my phone off and just shut down and escape because it's the only type of escape that I can afford myself right now. I know that if I drink, I'm gonna ruin my life. I know that if I do drugs to get high, I'm going to ruin my life, and I have no interest in doing that. I know I'm strong, and I know I can handle this. It's just a lot. Everything feels like a lot sometimes. My emotions feel like a lot, and I feel like nobody understands me. For example, I talk about loneliness, and People say, oh, but you do have friends, and you do talk to people. Yeah, I talk to a co-worker, and yes, I have a friend who lives in a different country. Well, still a friend. And I'm lucky, and I know I'm taking things for granted, but I can't help feeling how I feel, and I feel alone. I feel like I always try to put everything into my relationships and try to rely solely on my boyfriends and I've always done that because I wanted to escape from my house, from myself, from the things that I couldn't handle and I thought that if I just played house could make this other life for myself but when I get into fights with my boyfriend, or when I did get into fights with my boyfriend in the past, then I really had no one. I mean, I had my best friend before that I lost, who would always tell me that I was choosing my boyfriends over her, which sometimes was the case, but she wasn't perfect either. And she always was bewildered at how sometimes, especially my first couple of boyfriends, sometimes they would be verbally abusive to me. And she didn't understand why I stayed with them and why I would never leave. And it's simple Freudian psychology, you date your father. I felt comfort. And my exes because they reminded me of him. They were angry and totally abusive and controlling. And I thought that if somebody tried to control me, that they loved me. And if you don't hear this anywhere else, 
if somebody tries to control you, they do not love you. <laughs> I learned that the hard way. Um, I already feel better. I hope that somebody listens to this and it makes them feel better. It makes them feel like if they feel like SHIT, that they'll get through it. You don't have to get high. You can just talk it through. You could always email me at angelinhouse731gmail.com or just reach out to one of your friends or just write or make a recording or start your own podcast. Just get get it out because if you hold it in, that's really when it becomes scary and you don't know what you're going to do. Act on impulse or anger and make a mistake that you can't fix. You can go to depression again, and that's something I've struggled with for I guess forever, really. I used to think that I was just weak and that I had no reason to depress and people needed to have a reason to be depressed, otherwise they were just whiny little people, weak people who couldn't handle what was thrown at them and expected everything to be easy. Uh, I didn't go to therapy even though my mom begged me to, and even though I knew I should have went, I just felt like it wasn't going to help me because I didn't think that I could be honest with my therapist. In the beginning, I wasn't honest with my therapist, and it's actually quite common for patients to not be honest with their therapists in the beginning, which one of my therapists told me. Um... I was depressed since I was a little girl. I always really felt like I was misunderstood. I couldn't make friends. I felt like nobody would understand me. I would see my parents fighting all the time and I'd see all these happy kids cheerful and not serious and I was a really serious kid. I couldn't really be joyful. I just wanted to sit with the adults all the time. I never felt like I could relate to children when I was a child. And I just felt like I was odd. Um, and I would go and I would hear my parents fight. I would go into their room and lock myself in there. And I would sing. I would find a song on YouTube, I would learn it, and I would just sing for hours until I didn't want to cry anymore. That's how I developed my love for singing. I always used that as my escape, and I guess I never really thought about it that way, but that was like what I used drugs for, except singing wasn't drugs. It was my way of escaping from my mind, which I have trouble doing. And it was a way to express myself and let out a bunch of sadness and anger. 
and I'm really thankful that I decided to get on the computer and make a habit of learning these songs because it definitely saved me in a way because now I always have that as a tool that I could use and I think it's really important for people who are in recovery to find as many tools as they can to help them when they're upset. And just more on the depression aspect, I feel like people think depression is something that goes away, maybe. A lot of people don't understand that it's something that some people struggle with forever and will struggle with forever. It's kind of like sometimes there are highs, sometimes there are lows, and there is situational depression, but I don't think that I have situational depression. I want to talk about not picking up a drink now because I'm doing a good job doing that and not saying that I should be a teacher, but I can definitely give some advice on how not to drink when you feel like you want to or like you don't have a choice. The first thing you should do is reach out to someone who you trust and let them know how you're feeling because that way you feel like you're not alone. If you have a sponsor, it's the best person to talk to. If you don't have a sponsor, you should get one. I have one, but I do not communicate with her because I didn't want to continue the 12-step program, which a lot of people will not be happy about who listen to this who are in recovery. But I just didn't think that I needed it. And I know a lot of people don't think that they need things when they actually do need them. But I've made it here. And I am not going to pick up a drink. Anyway. You could exercise when you feel upset. You could sing. You could dance. You could... Something that I think is really helpful is finding a comedian that you like and making a habit of listening to them or going to a comedy show. A lot of comedians are actually really depressed and they use that as a cathartic way to express how they feel. And laughter is the best medicine. It's true. And just know that it'll pass, that you don't want to make a decision based on a temporary emotion. And it may feel like everything is horrible or everything is hopeless, but it's not. It's just how you feel in that moment. And the sun will always rise again. and You'll always get clarity and feel different later. And you don't want to do something that you'll regret. 
and like when I was suicidal, I had a lot of suicidal thoughts. I was always worried that I would do it and then be like, shit, well maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but then I'd be too late, wouldn't it? Um, I guess that means I never really wanted to die because I would know that I wanted to be alive eventually, but when I did feel hopeless and I did feel like the only way out was to off myself, I obviously didn't see that I would regret it. And that's the thing, suicide is scary because people do it and then it's one of those things that you can't reverse, so that's what I'm saying. Don't make mistakes that you cannot fix. A lot of mistakes are things that can be undone. And drinking for somebody who is in recovery is not something that is easy to undo. So call me, or email me rather, reach out to me at angelinhell731 at gmail.com. I want to use today as an example. There's a day that I had where all I wanted to do was isolate myself and maybe sit outside of a liquor store and stare and get tempted, but I didn't put myself in that situation. I went and did something healthy. I exercised. Next episode, I'm going to talk about disorderly eating and my struggles with that and how when I got sober, all of my issues with eating slowly started to creep back up. I'm thinking about doing a song for you guys uh, at the end of one of my episodes just to share my vocals with you. They calm me down. Hopefully they can calm you down. And if you think I suck, well, then you'll have a nice, fun time writing me an email about how much I suck. And I'll appreciate your constructive criticism. But it's time for me to go. And it was a pleasure. And my sobriety is pleasurable. And I hope that you have a good night. I love you. You are beautiful. You are gorgeous. You are capable. You are smart. And you can make positive decisions.